We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What's good, my beautiful babies? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Truly appreciate you making time for us. You guys have a ton of choices out there. We thank you for making us your afternoon choice for sports right here on the Fan Upstate. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Here's how you can be a part of the show. You can give us a ring at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. And the madworldattractions.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN and away you go on the show. Uh, Folks, we're jam-packed today. Jam-packed today. What should the Carolina Panthers do right now? That's coming up at 3.20. We've got Jim Zoki from the Carolina Panthers broadcast team joining us at 3.40 p.m. We're going to ask him, is what we're seeing right now acceptable? Is this acceptable? Uh, At 4 o'clock, we've got what the weekend taught us. All right, what did the weekend teach you? Then we've got our NFL whip around. The Braves have a must-win game today. Chris Phillips joins us at 4.40 p.m. We've got the top five at five. We've got Cole Bryson recapping high school football week seven at 5.20. We've got Mark and Diesel's college football playoff four with changes for all of us. And we have you here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. I see that I am dressed in my winter gear I see that Diesel is protesting that very fact with his outfit, rolling with the summer gear as long as he possibly can. What's up, man? How are you? I'm laughing at Madcraft. Madcraft's already messaged in saying college football is stupid. I don't even like it anymore. (laughs) Madcraft is a suffering Miami fan today. Oh, my gosh. Brutal ending. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Don't worry, Madcraft. That is prominently featured. Miami Hurricanes, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. You're going to hurt his feelings even more. Prominently featured (laughs) in the What the Weekend Taught Us um, segment. That is coming up at 4 o'clock p.m. But, my friends, of course, we open up with Clemson. Uh, Clemson 
uh, against Wake Forest on Saturday. Now, I think, you know, sometimes fans say, well, you're too negative. You're too negative. You're too negative, Nancy. If Karen is the bad name for women, you are a Brandon, Mark Ryan. You are a Brandon. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. And fans will say that, right? But I think this game, more than any other game, the segment good, the good, the bad, and the ugly works, right? It works. Uh, it works perfectly for what we saw on Saturday in Death Valley. Now, a lot of you guys are going to expect me to kill the team, and I'm just going to keep it pragmatic, okay? I'm just going to keep it above the belt, but I'm going to be very honest, very open and honest in what I'm seeing, okay? Um, the good, okay? So let's open with that, right? If I give you a bleep sandwich, you know, like, what do you what do you want first? You want the good or the bad news, right? I'm usually a bad news guy, but this segment is called the good or the bad and the ugly, so we'll lead with the good, all right? The good is this for me. The defense looked elite, looked very, very much elite, held Wake Forest to 239 yards, okay? Held Wake Forest to only one touchdown allowed, and that touchdown came very, very, very late in the game. 12 points Wake Forest scored. The defense was elite. Wes Goodwin and company doing work. They had nothing. Clemson, to me, never really felt that threatened because of the work that the defense was doing. This was, this is a Wake Forest program that has hung, what, 38, 40 points on Clemson as recently as last year? Now, I understand Sam Hartman is not walking through that door for the Demon Deacons, but still, you know, that, that, that defense for, for Clemson, that's a defense that'll keep you in every game if they play like that. That'll give you a chance in every game if they play like that. All right? Um, the bad for me in that game. Are we now at the point where we're beginning to wonder if Cade Klubnick is just the next DJ Uyunglele? I mean, are we now at that point? Because, brother, he's not looking good. He's not looking good. Like, I, I'm watching that game. You know, you're, you're watching some of these plays. I go back and I re-watch all the Clemson games, right? So I was at this game. You go back and re-watch the Clemson game, and you're, in, and you're watching some of these throws, and it's like he's making the wrong read. And it's like, does, does he not want to get hit? Why is he making this read before his, you know, why is he taking the quick dump off option before his receivers even get 10 yards down the field? Okay. Um, the quarterback rating of DJ Uyangalale at Clemson was 128. The quarterback rating of Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence was high 150s, low 160s. Cade Klubnick's quarterback rating at Clemson is 131. Remember, DJ's was 128, Cade's is 131, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, high 150s, low 160s, okay? What are we seeing here? Why is he regressing, not progressing? Okay, like what's, I mean, it's, I, guys, I got to be real with you. I haven't seen great out of Cade Klubnick yet. I haven't seen great out of Will Shipley yet. And I've noticed something about the Clemson fan base and media, right? This seems to be the protocol. When you're critical of somebody, you don't mention their name, right? Which, like, is not how I grew up, okay? It's, it's like, 
It's like talking behind somebody's back when you don't mention their name. No, 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 bro. You got something to say to me. Put my name on it. Okay? Put my name on it. I can take it. I'm a man. I'm 40. And I said that six years ago when I actually was 40. He said it's 16. Um, I can take it. Right? But what, what you're seeing now is, man, the running back room lacks speed. The running back room lacks speed. The running back room lacks explosiveness. Well, brother, if your starter had speed and your starter had explosiveness, nobody would be saying that, right? So just put his name on it, okay? Like, stop stop beating around the bush. The running back room lacks speed. The running back position group lacks explosiveness. Come on, man, come on. Cade Klubnick has not shown greatness. Will Shipley has not shown greatness. Phil Maffa does show explosive ability, also does show a a propensity to fumble the football. Okay? So, Cade Klubnick is taking a step back. There's a lack of explosive playmakers. The best wide receiver on the team is a freshman. Okay? Like, period. The best wide receiver on the team is a freshman. Realize what you're saying there. You know, Cade Klubnick has 11 touchdown passes this year which sounds okay until you realize, well, that's, that's less than two touchdown passes a game. If I just tell you the, the touchdown to INT ratio, oh, 11 touchdowns, just two picks, that's really good. Yeah, if you played three games, you played six. Okay, like it's the offense needs iron. In other words, they're anemic. They need some iron, man. Um, and... You know, that was a team that Clemson should not have been piddling around with the way that they were, you know, just kind of piddling around. Now, my friends, it's time for the ugly on the game. And avert your eyes, women and children, okay, because this is going to leave a mark. The atmosphere at that game sucked. I was there. The atmosphere sucked. The juice from the players, the lev- the sense of urgency, there was no sense of urgency, okay? It was a really sleepy performance. I took a picture of a kid sleeping, of like a toddler sleeping, and I said, this picture represents Clemson's offensive performance thus far. It's offensive. Um, hello, guys. Hey, it's time to play. This is not a noon game. It's 3.30. Let's go. Um, there was no juice. You know, um, I had friends that were at the Tiger Walk, and they said there was no juice from the team, there were no, there was no juice from the fans, and everyone wants to know, like, okay, well, who do we blame here? Is it the fans? Is it the team? What is it? Oh, man, the team didn't give us anything to cheer about. Brother, it's chicken and egg. You know, championship-level programs have an A-plus team and an A-plus fan base that are bringing it. I didn't see either side bringing it on Saturday. Okay, so let's not point the finger, you know, between fans and team and team and fans. Let's accept accountability that none of it was good enough. None of it was good enough. All right? The team lacked energy, lacked urgency, right? Like, where is the leadership on this team to get everybody going? Uh, And then the fan base was just sleepwalking. Like, it was just, there was no, I mean, I was there. Okay, I was there. Now, I was there in the upper deck. We, I got some thoughts on that, by the way. Um, it's a beautiful view. 
I felt like I was watching the game from the, the Goodyear blimp, an absolutely gorgeous view, and I was terrified. Diesel, I'm not sure if you saw the picture, but I went all the way to the top. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised you actually paid that off. Of course. Well, it, listen, uh, I lost two years of my life doing that, Diesel. Okay? <laughs> it's I, up there. I told you. It's bro, way up no, there. No, listen, man. That's, uh, that was a big deal. Like, for the whole first quarter, Angela will tell you, I was holding on to my seat and, like, leaning back, kind of, like, lying down. Because it felt like I'm falling off. It felt like I'm falling to my death. I'm not – like, dude, I was terrified. I got a problem with heights. And then, like, the worst part is <laughs> – the worst isn't even going up. It's going down. Like, when you got to escalate – de-escalate down that thing, Yeah, I'm like – I'm holding the <laughs> – There's a lot of people doing it with a lot of alcohol in their system, too. Oh, no, man. Bro. No. Like, um, so I've actually never seen anything like that. You know, like, could you have made that a little bit less steep, Clemson? You know, a little bit more gradual? Uh, that would have been nice. But when you get up there and when you get used to it, as I did in the second quarter, it was a gorgeous view. Got to meet a lot of great Clemson, uh, Clemson fans over the weekend. A lot of great Clemson fans. And, um, you know, we put out a little tweet Friday night. Hey, we'll be at the game. Wife and I will be at the game. We'd love to meet you. Man, like, a bunch of people retweeted that. Next thing you know, we're getting more invites to come to tailgates than we could ever than we could ever attend, um, and it was it was incredible. It was it was a really cool vibe and cool experience. And Angela was thrilled we got to go to a, a Clemson game, but it just like there was no juice in the stadium, no juice. And then there's this, and this is the worst part to me. All right, the absolute worst part. It's in the third quarter. It's late in the third quarter. And the fans start filing out. I'm looking at the score. Um, I'm like, as a, are we? So you're filing out regardless of what the score is. You've already made the decision ahead of time that you're filing out of the game, right? You're, you're like, you decided before the game began. Okay, well, Clemson's going to be up 34 to 6, and I'm going to file out of the game. Bro, the upper deck was empty. Okay, was just about empty. And I said, like, what's going on? And they said, oh, the the students got to get to the bars. The (laughs) students got to get to the bars. Guys, the score was 10 to 6 in the fourth quarter. Okay, like the fourth quarter score was 10 to 6. The outcome of the game was very much in doubt. Where the hell are you going? I'm looking right at you. That's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. What if there's a sudden change? You know, those of you who are like, oh, the game is in hand. It was all good. We went ahead and took off. What if there's a sudden change? Sorry, Madcraft. Uh, where something crazy happens at the end, and you need a really loud, cloud, uh, loud crowd on a defensive stand, and there's nobody around to make any noise. And what, what, what if that happens? And you've all left. Now you can't get back in. I you was look like you abandoned myself, your team. Yeah, no, I was asking myself if the fans were just disgusted at the effort that they were saying, whether leaving like this is part of their routine, or if Clemson's biggest goals being off the table makes it easier just to peace out. Maybe you say, Mark, yes to all the above. But it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Where do you have to go that is more important than where you are? Now, my feeling is it's an indictment on you if you left early. And I thought the Clemson fan base leveled down on Saturday. You ever heard the phrase level up? You can, if you can level up, you can level down. 
There's a little emoji for this. It's a graph going downward. Don't worry, guys. I'm not singling you out. You know, as a show, we can level up or level down every single day. I call it being part of the zero-zero club. You need to be in the stands, in your seat, until the clock hits all yeah. zeros. Yeah. You need to stay for the entire game. Like, you spend a lot of money on these tickets, and you only get six, maybe seven of these tops every year. And it means so little to you that you're willing to give up 25% of the game leaving after the third quarter, but just so you can beat some traffic? You realize you don't get that many of these, right? No, not at all. Like, beat some traffic, and you're not beating any traffic because everyone's leaving at the same time. And, like, I'm looking at these people's faces as they're walking down the aisle and as they're leaving the stadium. I'm, I'm watching their faces, okay? And I'm not seeing people who are upset. I'm not seeing people who are disgusted at the team's performance. You know, I just see people that, okay, you know, we've been here three hours now. It's time to go. You know, let's, let's go ahead, beat the traffic. There's some really good games on tonight. No, this is your team, bro. This is your team. The vibe there felt like the vibe at the Palmetto Bowl. A year ago, this fan base is spoiled. This fan base is entitled and this fan base behaves like it. You know, these people are leaving the stadium. They don't know what's going on. Does Wake Forest have the ball? Is Wake Forest driving? Is Clemson going to lose? You don't care. What is it? You know, like what, what is it? Because that's pathetic. It's freaking pathetic. You know, I had Gamecock fans saying to me, oh, I bet Mark Ryan won't call out Clemson Diesel. Am I calling out Clemson? I think we're calling out Clemson now, right? Yeah. Like, that's you guys don't know what we do. Like, we, we call a spade a spade. We tell it like we see it. And the truth is, this happens at a lot of stadiums across America, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about you right now. Yeah, what about them? What about them? They did it. They No. Like, you guys, your team and your fan base is not a championship level right now. It's not a championship level. We challenged you for Florida State. You guys showed for Florida State. But if that's how you're going to treat your home team, this team is better off being on the road. Good thing is they're not going to have another home game for the month of October, Diesel. Good thing, you know, like, because the home <laughs> the home crowd did nothing for them on Saturday. You know, they have a bye week this week. They're at Miami. Then they're at North Carolina State. The best thing for this team is to get the hell out of Dodge. All right? Um, and realize, guys, that when you evaluate a fan base, you evaluate the whole. Okay? If the stadium is half empty because the students have to get to bars, you don't have any you don't have a championship level fan base. You don't have a championship level team. Man, um, beautiful atmosphere, chamber of commerce day. You know, you what you got is a power five win. Okay? You got a power five win. But, boy, the energy level there from the team, from the fans, very, 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 very concerning. You know, um, the fan base acted, well, you've already given us more than this. You gave us six straight years of the CFP, so I guess this is just one of those seasons. Three minutes left in the third quarter. All right, Betsy, it's time to pack up and go home. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. You know, you got you guys have Clemson accounts posting pictures of the crowd, okay? Clemson accounts posting pictures of them. And two of the people in the crowd aren't even Clemson fans. Angela and myself, you know, like we're not even Clemson fans. Those are two of the people in the crowd making you guys look better. Shame on you. Shame on you. It's pathetic. 
It's really, really freaking pathetic. I mean, can, can I? Well, he only calls out Gamecock fans. Can you guys tell the Gamecock fans that I'm calling out Clemson now too, please? Because I'm trying to tell you what you're going to need to do to get back to where you need to be. Dan Mullen, when he was the coach at Florida, I thought said it best. He goes, it's, it's not we win, then you show up. It's you show up, then we win. What is it in the chicken and the egg to you? Because on Saturday, the team had no juice. The fans had no juice. Man of Tomorrow on the YouTube page says it's a Tommy Bowden era level of excitement right now for Clemson football. The vibe sucked. The view was great. I had a great view of Lake Kiwi. I I don't know how I can see that. You know, I knew I should have been terrified, Diesel, when we heard from somebody Friday who said the fireworks will break lower than what you're sitting. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. And you are. You can see over the stadium. Did they make you go up there with a red blinking light oh. just, in cla- just in case planes got a little too oh, close? Oh, man. Like, bro, they, they don't prepare you for that. Like, I, I've been less scared on roller coasters. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. They don't prepare you for that, brother. All right, guys. Fair or unfair? Are we being fair or unfair? You know, I mean, that was, guys, you got to be better. You're a Clemson fan. You've got to be better than that. Weak sauce. Not all of you, but most of you. Weak sauce. All right. Coming up next. (laughs) Diesel, you know, like, I don't know why we are so, like, I feel like our teams are giving, are putting us in a bad mood this fall. You know that? Like, the the teams we cover, South Carolina's putting us in a bad mood. Clemson's putting us in a bad mood. Carolina Panthers putting us in a bad mood. I feel like mood. I should get bereavement pay, extra pay for having to cover this team. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you my Carolina Panthers story from yesterday, and I'll do it next right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Up State. Fantastic to have you guys with us rolling on. Until 7 o'clock p.m. today. So um, let's check and see what you guys are saying on the uh, madworldattractions.com text line. Oh, you guys are active today. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Texter says, Mark has been spending an awful lot of time at Clemson. Are we sure he's not a Dabo double agent? Secretly recruiting recruiting for Pickens County Tech? So says Mongo. Mongo, uh, my direct boss is a South Carolina fan. When I interviewed for this job, he said, are you ready to cover Clemson, Mark? Clemson is the NFL team here. That's my boss. Pongo, Bongo, I can't remember his name. I mean, that's that's what we do. I, I wonder if Mongo likes that or if it's getting tired. I'm not sure it matters, Diesel. But, you know. We're going to keep playing it anyway. Yeah, we're going to keep playing like it anyway. or not. No, look, man, um, you know, here's the thing, Mongo. I'm going to bring you into a little... Uh, a little strategery, okay? I feel like if you only hit up Clemson for press credentials for the big games, it doesn't show a consistency for them. Everybody wants to go to Clemson, Florida State. Everyone wants to cover Clemson, Notre Dame, Clemson, North Carolina. But I, I, I don't think you can only show up on those dates, right? Um, I don't show up to every single one, but, you know, my Gamecock boss 
says Clemson is the NFL team here. You know, I, I'm going to cover them. Uh, you creep me out every time you say beautiful babies. Oh, great. Got to keep going with it then, sir. I think uh, Texer wants me to throw a flag on you. Oh, for what? For saying beautiful, I, creeping people out. Beautiful babies. <laughs> uh, Mongo says, I've been saying it, Willie Corn 2.0. Is that, uh, boy, Cade Klubnik. Ooh. Mark, how does DJ look this year compared to Cade? Well, I am so glad that you asked, Texter. I am so, so glad that you asked. What do you say we bring that up right now for the world to see? Pac-12 Conference, Oregon State Statistics. DJ Ui Angalale has a rating of 156. Ooh, Maybe he was right when he said, Ooh, Clemson just boy. doesn't know how to use me. He's been all right. You know, he, he's been okay. The Beavers are 5-1. and one. They were good before DJ. They're good with him. I've seen a few uh, Oregon State fans that I know that do radio in Portland that are like, man, is is this all our passing offense is going to be? Um, it's, you know, DJ's not elite. He's a mixed bag. But Oregon State certainly seems to be optimizing DJ Uyunglele better than Clemson did. Would you say that's fair, Diesel? Absolutely. They're optimizing DJ better than Clemson is? I mean, that, that, that seems to be fair at this point, right? Uh, let's see here. Texter says, please go to a, home, a Gamecocks home game and feel the difference of the people. I've been. I saw it. I've, I've been there. Texter says, if Phil Maffa has statistically taken over as the best running back on the team, Shipley has regressed but received more than double the amounts of carries. So says Jeff from Greer. Yeah, like, I, I just, guys, say the name. You know, like, why does everybody say the running back room lacks explosiveness? No, no, no. Will Shipley lacks explosiveness. Will Shipley lacks speed. If he had that, you wouldn't be saying the running back room lacks speed, the running back room lacks explosiveness. Come on, man. Like, do we have to really placate and sugarcoat everything? Come on. Uh, hey, Mark, me and my girl must have been sitting near you and your wife. The view you posted just looked just like ours. I agree about the steep climb. <laughs> Couldn't believe how many people left early. We stayed until the end. What did you think about the terrible call at the end of the third quarter? Yeah, brutal. Like the, the calls were, there were some awful calls in the game, but to me, I'm not talking about that because that's not the story. You know, that's not why Clemson only had 17 points. Uh, Texter says, while watching my Tigers flying high p- power offense, I fell asleep. Might add, it was an awesome power nap. Hey, I asked Don Munson last week if he thought that Garrett Riley was going to be around for a while. I'm not sure anybody's going to hire him after this year. Ooh. He might be around just because nobody wants him. Oof. They've, they've, they've got to put it together, man. I mean, that's – Diesel, you know, they had had so much success running out of a two-back set. They hardly used that at all against Wake Forest. If you guys saw Wake Forest – Clemson use the two-back set once, it was once more than I saw. Like, what, like what are they doing? It's like you said, okay, well, Wake Forest can't beat us, so we're going to experiment in this game. Experiment Failed. Failed. Okay, like it's use what works. Utilize what works. You've got a thunder and lightning combo. Utilize it. I know, I know. C.J. Spiller, James Davis. I know. Uh, Texter says, from a Clemson fan to those that were at the game and the rest of the fan base, that was totally embarrassing. Wake the F up. Folks, that's not me saying that. That's a Clemson fan. Okay? Like, 
you guys, and believe me, Diesel, I've been here. I, I was at Florida when it shifted from we're national championship contenders every year to now we don't go to big bowl games every year. Like, I remember, man, when the fan base stopped coming to games late in the season because Florida was projected to go to the Orange Bowl. And, like, fans were down that we're going to the Orange Bowl. It's ultimately why Steve Spurrier left. Because he's like, man, like, when I win, it's a relief. When we lose, it's devastating. You guys are making that bed right now for Dabo Sweeney. It caused Spurrier to leave. Do you want the same thing to happen to you? Like, you're making that bed. You're acting spoiled and you're acting entitled. Oh, well, we've already seen this. Let's get going. No, we're not particularly upset. No, we don't know who's going to win the game. But, uh, you know, other games on TV, better things to do. It's called being laissez-faire. Pathetic. Uh, Let's see here. Texter says, Pongo Bongo is wetting his pants. Hearing Mark talk bad about Clemson. Pongo Bongo, I can't remember his name. (laughs) Uh, Texter says, Mark, you are being fair. But the unfortunate truth is our fans are definitely spoiled. And if we don't get our crap together, reality is going to hit and we are going to wind up 8-4 and four or, God forbid, 7-5. and five. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. It seemed as though they got overconfident after beating a crappy Syracuse team and played like they were entitled to the easy win over Wake. But then Wake almost came away with the win. I hope it gets better but it has definitely regressed. Go Tigers. So says a texter on the text line. Uh, thank you for the text, sir. Texter says, Mark, the best and most talented receiver is Bo Collins. Brown is getting his mostly while Collins is getting more defensive attention. Brown was the best for two games. Now, I think Brown's the best receiver on the team, man. You know, like Adam Randall is the forgotten one. Bo Collins is okay. Antonio Williams isn't healthy. And Tyler Brown, look, guys, if I say to you on Clemson's offense, who's explosive? Who's explosive? You got one name, right? Like, it's at a place like Clemson, should I only be able to give you one name? Hey, man, skill position players, who's explosive? Tyler Brown. That's it. A true freshman is your only explosive player. Diesel, there's the clip right there. You know, a true freshman is Clemson's only explosive player. A true freshman three-star from Greenville High School is the only explosive player on Clemson's offense. Say it out loud, folks. Say it out loud. That's where we are. That's why the team is struggling. Not to mention a struggling offensive line, a struggling Cade Klubnik. The whole unit right now is a mess. You should, on your hands and knees every night, you should thank God for that defense. Because, and this season could still be ugly, but the only reason this season isn't ugly right now is because that defense is doing work. And that defense is one that you can be proud of. And that defense is one that should get your best level of support and best level of energy and enthusiasm. I don't know. IT Gamecock says on the YouTube feed, the taters are spoiled rotten. Spoiled rotten. They are. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, uh, Mongo says, I like how these clowns text in talking trash about the king anonymously. Weak sauce, taters. Weak sauce. I think he self-glossed himself, uh, Diesel, as the king. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know what was worse, the Clemson win or Miami blowing the game with a texture. All I got to have you do is wait 25 more minutes, okay? Well, I promise you we'll be getting to that. Uh, text Jeff from Greer says, what is a hold and how come a flag isn't thrown every time Xavier Thomas is in for a play? I don't know. Jeff, I, I have no idea. Oh, Texter says, I believe that's Lake Hartwell you were looking at. The one diesel that's like if you're sitting way up there and it's off to the right. Yeah, that's Hartwell. That's Hartwell. Yeah, that's Hartwell. Where's Kiwi? Kiwi's up at the mountains. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, as the crow flies, you're probably only like 25 miles away from Lake Kiwi, if that okay. far. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely Hartwell. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I had a great view. My wife was sitting to my right. That's a great view. Why isn't there like a Hartwell Navy? I don't know. For Clemson games. That'd be a sweet tailgate spot with yeah. like a little shuttle that runs people back and forth from your houseboats to the stadium and back. That'd be course, awesome. Yeah. It w- would be incredible. The view of the lake was great. The view of my wife was great. The, the view of the game, not so much. Roger Carper on YouTube says, Thunder and lightning, more like mud and quicksand. But I'm Yahtzee. Uh-oh, Roger. Uh-oh. Them is fighting words. All right, my friends. Coming up next on the show, we we talk Carolina Panthers with our guy, Jim Zoki. Diesel, let's, uh, before we go to break, let's spend just a couple minutes on this, okay? I love talking to Jim Zoki. I don't love talking about the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I like talking to Can we to talk Jim to him Zoki about too. East Carolina? Okay. <laughs> Guys, like, this is not easy for Diesel and I. You know, to do. We, we've got an interview with the analyst of the Carolina Panthers, okay? And they're 0-5. How would you conduct that interview? You know, like, how would you conduct that interview? I actually asked my boss today. I said, you know, boss, are we able to, like, I know that we're an affiliate of the Carolina Panthers. Does that mean, like, we can't clown them? And he said, well, well what do you mean by, by clowning them? I said, I think they're a joke. And he laughed. And he goes, well, as long as you back up your opinion, I don't have a problem with you sh- with, you, with you sharing your opinion. He goes, like, you're not going to say that to, to uh, Zoki, are you? And I said, no, but here's what I am going to say to Zoki. Is what we're seeing acceptable? He goes, oh, that's fine. I got, I got no problem with that. So, Diesel, you know, I again, like my conclusion having watched this team, and here was my Carolina Panthers viewing experience, okay? You're not going to believe this. I turn it on. It's in the second quarter. The first play I see is Bryce Young threw a bad interception. <laughs> and then the second play I see is Detroit hit a touchdown pass. Yeah. I turn the TV right off. I knew okay. that game was over when Detroit went 82 yards in three plays for a touchdown. Oof. They didn't even need a second down on the drive. Is that Detroit or is that Georgia Tech against Miami? Too soon? <laughs> too soon, Miami fans? Man, you're trying to make Mad Craft oh, drink tonight, aren't you? Too soon. Too soon. No, man. But um, look. This is not a roster that is able to win right now. This is not a a winning roster. This is an unwatchable roster. The problem is, Diesel, and Dave Tepper doesn't show this publicly, he is being a tyrant behind closed doors, and he is not happy. I'm not saying he should be happy, but there is a lot of pressure now on that GM and Frank Reich to, like, go get pieces and the, the bad part is you already gave up all your draft capital. Yeah. You know what Denver's going to say if you say we want Jerry Judy? Okay, we want Brian Burns. One for one. Yeah, one for one. Swap. Okay, no, you don't have a first-round pick. You're not getting Jerry Judy. No, we don't want trash picks. You don't have any good picks. Yeah. So, like, you know, the, the owner 
is huffing and puffing and blowing the house down because his his prize quarterback doesn't have any weapons, right? Yeah. Uh, the Adam Thielen signing was a failure. Let's let's call it what it is. Adam Thielen's the only guy that can catch the ball and, and advance it regularly. But when you're throwing it to him from the shotgun in the flat and he's got to go five yards to pick up one, the hell do you think's going to happen? Yeah, no, it's it, guys, it's like this is a team that cannot win right now with this roster. They can't win and they can't do anything about it. Nor can you evaluate really Bryce Young at this point without anything to, uh, you know, anything to evaluate him on. You know, he's got no open wide receivers. He's got no running game. He's got no offensive line. You want to tell me Bryce Young doesn't look great? I'd say, okay, there's a lot of quarterbacks that don't look great with that. A lot of quarterbacks. So I'm not going to throw the sharp pointing objects at Bryce Young. I am going to say this team can't win now. Man of Tomorrow asked, did they pick the wrong quarterback? I'm not so sure that C.J. Stroud wouldn't look just as bad with this offense. At least Houston's got a little something. Yeah. This is where Houston was a couple of years ago. Yep. This is where Jacksonville was a couple of years ago. But at least at least Tra- Trevor Lawrence had Travis Etienne. You know, he had a guy that he was familiar with. He didn't have anything else, but he had a guy that he was familiar with. Bryce Young's got nothing. Anthony Richardson wouldn't be successful in this offense. Yeah. Hell, Tom Brady probably wouldn't be successful in this offense. He like, yeah, guys, it's it, did the, did Carolina draft the wrong quarterback? It's too early to tell. That's that's TBD, right? We will talk Carolina Panthers with Jim Zoki, the Carolina broadcast team, and we'll do it next. Right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. One that wishes we had more positive topics to discuss on this fall October day. Beautiful leaves all over the ground. It's offside. Smart Ryan and Diesel. Great to be with you. We are the fan upstate. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Now, I got to tell you guys, like, you know, Diesel and I, we we have conversations off the air, okay? Uh, not all those are, you know, are, are audience privy, right? We, we don't share everything with you. But Diesel and I always talk off the air about how we love having Jim Zoki on. And we like him as a dude. We like him as a personality. We like him how, how, how he keeps it real. The reality is, folks, this is beginning to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day. You know, it's like, yeah, put your little hand in mine. It's beginning to feel a little bit like that. Week in and week out, we have Jim Zoki on to talk about a loss, and and uh, he joins us right now on the show. Jim, we truly do appreciate your time. We appreciate that you show up rain or shine. I hate the fact that there's been more rain than shine recently. Jim, is is this product acceptable? No, I mean, nobody likes uh, losing, and, you know, Frank Reich says that. Meanwhile, they're trying to build something sustainable, as they talk about, with a young quarterback. They also plan to win immediately while trying to do that. They've not been successful in, in doing that, but that that is the goal every week. I thought until this week, you know, they were in every game. You can make a case uh, of the first four games that, you know, second half, you felt like you at least had you know a chance, a puncher's chance, a lead. Uh, but in this one, you know, the three turnovers early on, on the road against a good four and one Detroit Lions team that wasn't going to cut it obviously Jim obviously the offense is is so the the cupboard is so bare for the Panthers offense they have to have offensive weapons now there's no money in the coffers right now uh there's a little bit of money coming open next year at this point does it feel inevitable that the Carolina Panthers are going to have to move off of Brian Burns to get back into the first round and to go get Bryce Young some help I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I think um, 
they're, they're two separate things. I wouldn't say you know one leads to the other. And I think they want to have Brian here because you start you know again Robin Peter to pay Paul. So it's like then your defense isn't as good without Brian Burns. But you know by the way, I mean there's a lot of talk about Brian Burns. They could franchise him next year. So as much as I'm sure he'd like to have a deal done, and I think as much as they would like to have him here long term. By contract, they don't have to do that this season. Uh, they they could franchise him next year, and that's that's the deal. Um, so I think they do need to address. You know, there's no Steve Smith on this team. You know, there's no uh, Christian McCaffrey. So they've got some some good pieces that would be probably even a little bit better. Someone like Adam Thielen. You know, some of these guys. Um, someone like Hayden Hurst could probably shine even a little bit more if there was something over the top that kind of opened things up underneath for them. I think some of it's offensive line related, losing both of your guards. And you know, they'll get Austin Corbett, it looks like, back after the bye, uh, at least shortly thereafter. That's going to help uh, with everything, with running the ball, which was better yesterday, uh, with pass protection, which helps develop longer routes. So, again, it's is there a Tyreek Hill? Uh, is there a Justin Jefferson? No. Uh, so, obviously, yeah, that'd be go- the goal would be to have you know some dramatic uh, change like that as far as a top-end player that doesn't exist right now but there's there's some solid pieces but yeah you're to your point they are missing that that number one guy and it's just not there right now how would you assess bryce young's play uh not only yesterday jim but but thus far i think you know he's been thrown in right away and you know andy dalton came in because of the injury in week three but to me i feel like you know just big picture just forget wins and losses just look at what he's doing i thought yesterday was his best game and there were some good things that happened. You know, the two interceptions Frank Reich talked about, we all saw the one Hutchinson made an unbelievably athletic play for a defensive lineman. So give him credit for making a great play. I think that was unexpected. And then Frank made the point that on the other one, the corner route, uh, the receiver didn't run the, the route at the right depth. I think those things are important to know when you start analyzing, you know, what's going on out there, that it's not just the throw sometimes. It's the, the route that brought the corner deeper into the route with him. So, you know, those things have to factor in. And again, that is not excusing anything Bryce Young did or did not do. That's just explaining what happened on those two interceptions. Beyond that, he had three touchdown passes. He threw for 247 yards. And I would say some of that was a little bit of stat padding at the end because you're not getting Detroit's most ferocious defense at that point with a big lead. But just, again, talking about his play overall, I thought yesterday was actually his best game. So hopefully as they move forward, you know, that improvement continues for him. Jim, a good leader, whether it's a quarterback, a head coach, a GM, or an owner, always says some variation of, it's all on me. The buck stops with me. What has David Tepper done this year to improve the Carolina Panthers as a franchise? Well, I mean, they only changed everything, right? So they changed the coaching staff out. They made a dramatic trade to get the first pick in the draft to bring a quarterback in. And again, while everyone would like those results to, you know, show in the win-loss column right now, uh, I think you know they chose a path that they're hoping is sustainable. It's you know, something that's going to build over time. And people don't want to hear the Lions were one and six last year and turned it around. Or I, I can give you the example of the '95 Carolina Panthers' first year started out 0 and five, finished seven and nine. So the point in all that is things could change. The year Ron Rivera got fired, he didn't make it all the way through, but they started five and three, then went 0 and eight. Uh, so it's a team, you know, uh, five games is still not an entire season uh, that it like necessarily has to stay where it is right now in terms of like this, they're 4 0 and 5 means they're 4 0 and 17. I don't believe that. So I think there's enough talent on this team that they're going to win some games. And uh, it's obviously going to be more than a one year process of getting to where they want to be, big picture wise. But uh, I think they're 
it requires patience. I feel like, at least here in Charlotte, zero and zero, there was immediate saltiness and pressure. And I think that's a product of the previous four years and, um, and other things. Uh, the Hornets aren't good. You know, like everything here, I think the fans are just, you know, ready and starving for a winner. And rightfully so. They should be. Uh, but I think there's a little bit extra impatience just because it's been a while. I mean, this team's not been good for the last five years now as far as the win-loss record. Jim Zoki, uh, color analyst for the uh, Carolina Panthers broadcast team, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Jim, um, so many rumors about what Carolina might do. I've actually been saying to myself, thinking about it, the same phrase you did. Rob Peter to pay Paul. If you don't have the draft capital, how do you go get a Jerry Judy? A T Higgins, you know, like T Higgins, if if uh, if he's available in the offseason would be an incredible fit for this team, uh, an incredible true number one wide receiver. But I get the sense that there's a level of impatience there that, OK, we, we need to get Bryce Young help right now. Um, would you be cautious against making a move for a top wide receiver, given what it would cost on this team? I mean, it would be, and I don't think any of the names you said, like you wouldn't give up a number one draft pick for those kind of guys. So I, I think, you know, there's free agency in the offseason. There are trades where it wouldn't involve number one picks. So I, I do believe that there is some patience there. But you've got to get the offensive line right. And I think getting Corbett back, he's one of the better guards in the league, will help. You know, sort of like Bradley Bozeman on both sides of him does not have the guy on either side of him at center that he was supposed to be playing next to. And that matters. And we saw a lot, the previous game. You know, Minnesota, their rush was right up the middle. And as far as getting in Bryce's grill and where they decided to pressure the quarterback. So I think, you know, I would begin with, if you're not structurally sound in the, the offensive line and the interior offensive line of that, yeah, I, I think, you know, some of the issues Icky has probably relates to the fact that they haven't had the starting guard next to him that he expected to play next to. And that leaves him maybe in spots where he's not at his best. So I would be concerned, first of all, that that offensive line doing its job and then filling in you know, the big pieces around that second. Uh, so I think to me that would be the priority list for me. Jim Zoki, Carolina Panthers broadcast team. Follow him on Twitter at Jim, S-Z-O-K-E. Love catching up with you, Jim. Have a great week. We hope for a win very, very soon. All right, Mark and Diesel, appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. All right, Jim Zoki right here on the show. Coming up next, we will get to what the weekend taught us. What did the weekend teach you? What are your biggest takeaways from the weekend that was? That's next, my friends. And this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark, Ron, and Diesel. And we are the fan upstate. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.